to you live from Petoskey, Michigan. It's Northern Michigan's only live and local afternoon talk show, WMKT's Talk of the North. Something on your mind? Call our studio line at 866-371-1270 or connect on social media at Triple Talk WMKT on Facebook and X. Now, bringing you the latest news from the region, states, and around the country, here's your host, Nick Rudy. Good afternoon, Northern Michigan. Welcome to WMKT's Talk of the North on 102.3 and 103.3 FM, 1270 AM, Triple Talk, WMKT, streaming online at WMKTTheTalkStation.com. Happy Monday, as you would hear in the Star Wars sequels. Somehow the work week has returned. Although, let me tell you, one, not only do we have sunshine outside, which has been seemingly more consistent over the past couple of days and weeks, but also, I just, it just kind of dawned on me, almost no pun intended, that just about a, a month and a half ago, it was dark when we started the show. And now the sun remains in the sky. We are far away from the, uh, the winter solstice on December 21st. I think we're far enough away, almost two full months away. And so now nice and sunny when we start the show, I think it's still uh, around sunset when we, uh, when we get out, I think uh, 613 is when sunset's supposed to be tonight, according to my watch here. Um, so actually we'll have a little bit of sun when we, uh, when we all go home for the day here from today's show. But happy President's Day as well. Maybe you had the day off today. Maybe not. It's probably one of those like 50-50 things. It's definitely one of those 50-50 holidays. You know, I know the kids were off school because they, uh, they were all at the gym today. So uh, that, was, that was an adventure. But, you know, President's Day is more than a day off, though. It is time that we all take to set aside and uh, argue online about who is the greatest president. Um, you know, you have the left and the right bickering, of course, left saying that it's anyone from FDR, Obama, Woodrow Wilson and Biden. You should see some of the lists that these, you know, ivory tower scholars have put out like Bill Clinton at 12th, Obama at seventh, Biden at 15th. It's pretty crazy. You have the right saying George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Trump or Reagan. Some of the middle of the road folks commonly select, uh, JFK. They might get on board with George Washington as well. I feel like JFK would probably be, uh, which is, you know, by the way, it's actually interesting, though, that uh, they pick JFK, these uh, moderates and independents, uh, because his nephew obviously running for president. So maybe they'll be voting for him this election cycle. But um, I feel like if uh, I feel like JFK would probably be an independent during this era. I know like both sides like to claim that he would be Republican now or he'd be a Democrat now. But um, I, I feel like he'd probably uh, be an independent as well. I think he'd be pretty fed up with everything. But anyway, as everyone digs into their side of who is the greatest president, I am personally happy to nominate my goat, Calvin Coolidge. Uh, I could give several reasons as to why everyone else mentioned is not the greatest president, but we'll stay positive here. We'll focus on the positives of Coolidge. First off, he's from Vermont, uh, which is cool enough. You would definitely be listening to Noah Kahan, uh, stick season. Uh, but in addition, he's, uh, he's known as Silent Cal. Yeah, this is partially a joke, but it's actually true, though. I mean, when's the last time a politician, let alone a president or a presidential candidate, has not been a loudmouth? <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice to have for, like, just four years? We've had a bunch of babbling buffoons for the past 50 years. Wouldn't it be nice to have a guy who's a man of few words, like Kevin from The Office, why say many word when few word can do trick? Um, he, he served the remainder, how he entered the presidency as vice president, uh, came in after, uh, Warren Harding died. Then he won an election in his own right, but refused to run for a second term, remarking that 10 years as president would be longer than any other man has had it too long. He didn't think too highly of himself, pulled off one of the, uh, the George Washingtons, if you will. Very humble. Uh, he was a strong, strong supporter of women's suffrage, supported racial equality, Earlier than most politicians, mind you, this was the 1920s. He was opposed to the disaster known as Prohibition, signed into law the Indian Citizenship Act of 1924, which granted U.S. citizenship to all Native Americans, 
oversaw the period of rapid and expansive economic growth known as the Roaring Twenties, was the most free market-friendly president, a promoter of extremely small government. Oh, and he was not caught up in a single political or personal scandal. Couldn't be bought, stayed faithful to uh, his wife, which many historians comment that during his presidency, he restored public confidence in the White House after the many scandals of the Harding administration. Honestly, I think it could be safe to say that the best thing that the Warren Harding administration did was to have Calvin Coolidge as VP. I guess technically, even during that time, um, even still, the vice presidency was kind of a bit of a, uh, you know, you just kind of go there and sit there and don't do anything. It's still kind of like that today, but there's a little bit more pomp and circumstance with the vice presidency now. But um, I guess they, they didn't plan on Harding dying, but still they have a good guy that was a heartbeat away from the presidency and turned out to be least what I believe the the greatest of all time. He was also a quote machine, which many people do not know. Uh, this is something that he said that, by the way, speaking of his uh, his silent Cal demeanor, uh, says, I've never been hurt by what I have not said. Very, very true. You can't be taken out of context. You can't, uh, you know, have a quote show up somewhere of, did I really say that or anything of that nature? Have to fight the, you know, the allegations of what you said, because if you haven't said anything, they can't quote you. He also said, and nothing in this world can take the place of persistence. Talent will not. Nothing is more common than unsuccessful men with talent. Genius will not. Unrewarded genius is as al almost a proverb. Education will not. The world is full of, un or full of educated derelicts. Persistence and determination alone are omnipotent. Walking W, you ask me. Looking into some sports here, I am a uh, man. I don't know what to tell you. The uh, insufferable NBA All-Star Game was last night. East beat West 211 to 186. <laughs> what a joke. I'm in favor of uh, packaging up all the All-Star Games and sending them on a rocket to the moon. The NFL, NBA, MLB All-Star Games, just so terrible. The NHL is okay, I guess, but no one wants to play in them for fear of getting hurt. So, and same thing, by the way, happens in college football, the bowl games now. Unless it's, you know, a college football playoff game, Rose Bowl, or I think it's the Orange Bowl, right? Yeah, it's Orange Bowl, I'm pretty sure. Um, that they won't play in those unless they have a chance to go um, go pro. Because or if they have a chance to go pro, they're not going to play because they don't want to get hurt. Which is probably why it's um, the NFL college playoffs, is, or the uh, CFP playoffs, why it's probably going to be expanded because the NCAA was losing money because people were no longer actually participating in the bowl games. Some of the big names, NIL, all that sort of stuff kind of playing into this. And so uh, they're like, well, if we have like 12 teams in here, then eight teams, 12 teams, and pretty soon they'll probably be 50 teams. But uh, if you have more teams actually playing for a chance for a national title. It's likely that, you know, they're going to end up actually wanting to play, which would be nice. Like the teams that actually are, are good, which is usually that many. And it's great because, you know, Michigan won the, the last championship that was of four teams and Obviously, they're going to take a step back next year, but with as many teams that are going to be in, you never know. They're very likely, I think, to sneak in. I wouldn't even put them in like the top five maybe next year, but I think they'll actually make it into the, the running, so we'll see how that goes. Maybe even Michigan State will rebound. They got a pretty good coach, so we will see. The Red Wings, they had a pretty rare day game today, or should I say they are having a pretty rare day game today because, well, the um, they're currently tied two to two with the Seattle Kraken. They are on the road, so that's pretty good. And like the Kraken aren't like the worst team ever. They're 23, 21, and 10. So they have a winning record, although 10 overtime losses. That must be really sad having that many. Most teams don't have that many, but two, two, each team has scored one goal in each period so far. There is five minutes left on the dot in the second period. So we'll keep you posted maybe at the end. I think they'll be finishing up right around the end of this show. So we'll give you the scores there in Seattle. And then of course, just patiently waiting, patiently, patient, patiently waiting for Tigers baseball to start up. I cannot wait to our trivia question for today, though, which pairing of flags is particularly uh, practically identical. So the colors and pattern, their dimensions are slightly different, but like the official flag is, you know, 12 inches of 11, 11 inches or something like that. But 
whose flags look alike as far as color and pattern. Your options are Bolivia and Italy, Indonesia and Monaco, Norway and Iceland, Senegal and Mali. You can participate on the trivia poll over on X at Triple Talk WMKT, my personal X account at Nick Rudy. What's trending today? Uh, pretty quiet day on the interwebs, to be honest with you. Not a whole lot has been going on. Uh, there was a fairly hilarious post that was being discussed. Um, an Airbnb host is being sued by a guest because the host sent pictures of the guest with another woman to the guest's wife. What do you think of that? We've all used Airbnb, right? Probably for significantly better purposes than that. Um, do you think it's the host business or did he or she do the right thing? How is it different than a hotel or <laughs> motel? Uh, the funniest part, though, is something I left out from the story. This host only sent the pictures after the guest refused to pay $960 in fees and left a bad review. It's <laughs> just like, can you imagine? Um, I guess the blackmail didn't work. And look, you know, blackmail is not good, right? Like we can, we can say that. But at the same time, imagine knowing the person has dirt on you, like legitimate dirt. And you're like, you know what? No, I'm just going to use Airbnb and Yelp and I'm going to leave you a bad review. Still, like I'm that, I'm just that aggressive about, about this. Um, again, imagine using an Airbnb of all places to like, to perform that, you know, a heinous act. And then again, leave a bad review because of like the toilet paper was empty or something. But uh, someone commented, refused to pay $960 on top of that, still left a bad review. Airbnb host decided to also leave a bad review on his marriage. <laughs> someone else commented, how can you owe someone something who has your secrets? And I say to that person, welcome to politics, my friend. You and I knows this. Uh, the only thing more valuable than money is information. Back to our trivia question, though. Which pairings of flags is basically identical colors and pattern? Again, not just the size of the flag. Bolivia and Italy, Indonesia and Monaco, Norway and Iceland or Senegal and Mali. The answer is Indonesia and Monaco. Two horizontal stripes, both red over white. Their dimensions a little dif different, two to three compared to four five. But again, same colors and same pattern. To our birthday today, as it's the 19th of February, we are wishing Joey Diaz a happy 61st birthday. The comedian known for his boisterous personality, gravelly voice, whose success as a stand-up has led to appearances in various feature films and on many popular podcasts like the Joe Rogan Experience. He's hosted his own podcast before, The Church of What's Happening Now. That ran from 2014 to 2019. He grew up in New Jersey before moving to Boulder to attend the University of Colorado, where he ended up getting arrested on a variety of crimes, spent some time in prison. That's actually where he started doing stand-up, though. By the way, those aforementioned movie credits and TV credits include Spider-Man 2, Maroon, The Bronx Bull, and My Name is Earl. You know, I read the book by Lenny Bruce, ladies and gentlemen. Lenny Bruce, you know, and it was just about doing drugs and going out every night, and that's exactly what I did. I just, that's what I wanted to do. It was about getting high, getting on stage. And in those days, there wasn't a lot of comedy in Denver. I was doing poetry readings. What? I was doing, you had to sneak in as a poet. So I would put on like a little hat with an apple on top. <laughs> and I'd walk in, into a coffee shop. And I wish there was a video and, uh, of that somewhere. <laughs> oh my God. The, 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 the famous coffee shop was called Penny Lane in Boulder. It was Penny Lane. And I would go to Penny Lane. It was open 24 hours. Coffee shop, couches, you know, books, that type of stuff. A bunch of intellectuals, you know. And I would go in there for the 8 o'clock poetry reading, and they would throw me out every week. Stop, stop. You can't talk like that in here. I'd be talking about Godzilla and killing people on stage and they're like you can't you can't do that this is poetry night i've been to 
unfortunately, might I add, a, a, a few poetry nights, uh, mostly against my will. Nothing against poetry, but just, you know, not my not my cup of tea. Maybe you have as well. And so you, he's kind of like, you know, he's right. You know, kind of those intellectual types, very deeply set into, you know, in touch with their emotions and all that sort of good stuff. And then in walks like Theo Vaughn or Jim Gaffigan. I guess Jim Gaffigan would be a little bit better. Or, or Joe Rogan, someone of that nature. And it just starts lighting the room up. That would catch everyone, everyone off guard. <laughs> Got to get your start somewhere, though. Am I right? So happy birthday to Joey Diaz and all of our February 19th birthdays. We are due for a quick break. We have a lot of local news headed your way. A lot of millages specifically to review. We're going to end on that in the next segment. See if you have something to vote on beyond the uh, the primary uh, for president. A new leader at the Traverse City Downtown Development Authority and Traverse City Police revive a man who passed out in a car in the middle of the road. Fun fact, the car was still in drive, so that must have been an experience. We'll get into those stories and many more coming up after these messages. You're listening to WMKT's Talk of the North on 102.3 and 103.3 FM, 1270 AM, Triple Talk, WMKT. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. Ouch! Well, by wearing a small remote device called a Continuous Glucose Monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers. If you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, call now and learn how a CGM can help you. Painless. No more pricking my finger. No finger pricks. Convenience. They delivered it free and they took care of all the paperwork. You can reduce pain right away. Plus, it's accurate, easy to use, and helps you spend more time in range. And if you have insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now and get free shipping of your new CGM. Plus, we'll bill your insurance for you. 800-640-7460. 800-640-7460. 800-640-7460. That's 800-640-7460. There's always a moment of truth where I say, look, it's either put up or shut up. And it was time to put up. I had crossed that thin line. It was 100 plus degrees. We were hot. We were on fire. We were yelling our hearts out. You could feel the intensity rising. Even in our tiredness, even in our weakness, even in our pain, we continued to push. I told myself, you can suck up the pain for another mile and a half, and you will be a Marine. Not many people believe that I could do it. I don't know where I got the energy from. I don't know where the pain went to. But all I know is that I had what it took. I am a United States Marine. DFC Darrell Willis serves his country as a Marine. Will you? Visit Marines.com or call 1-800-MARINES. The few, the proud, the Marines. Who would be there to tell us if the band left them begging for more? To bring us the classics, spinning down Woodward. We'll be there to warn us when our commute needs a detour. Will you? Start a career in the broadcasting industry. On air or behind the scenes, there's a place for you. Go to BeThereMichigan.com to learn more. And apply online today at McDonaldGarberBroadcasting.com. It's Brian Kilmeade. That's something Democrats can learn from. You had to make sure they say, I have nothing to do with Joe Biden. I don't agree with any of his policies. I don't want to defund ICE. I want to give more money to ICE. That is everything that Democratic parties have been against and refuse to talk about it. When the Republicans go down to do anything at the border, outside Henry Cuellar, you get nobody making that trip. But they have changed. The problem is they have no credibility. The Brian Kilmeade Show, weekday afternoons from 3 to 5 on Triple Talk WMKT. And now we return to your home for in-depth local news coverage. WMKT's Talk of the North with Nick Rudy, exclusively on 1023 and 1033 FM, 1270 AM WMKT, and streaming across the Wolverine State at WMKTTheTalkStation.com.
Welcome back to WMKT's Talk of the North on 102.3 and 103.3 FM, 1270 AM. Triple Talk WMKT streaming online at WMKTTheTalkStation.com. Our phone number, 866-371-1270, 866-371-1270. You can send us an email, WMKTBusiness at gmail.com. Find us on social media, Facebook and X at Triple Talk WMKT personal X account at Nick Rudy and also find us on telegram t.me slash triple talk WMKT a couple of housekeeping things one is go Red Wings three to two now they scored in the final minute or so of the second period it is now the end of the second period a quick break before they start the third that is your little mini sports update here also we are receiving word just now that the Michigan Public Service Commission, which was awarded basically final authority to approve larger renewable energy projects, a story we have covered in depth here on this show, they were granted this power through Public Act 233, which was uh, passed last year. And uh, basically, long story short, they are going to be gathering public input. Um, I just tried to, during the break here, kind of go over some of the highlights. Uh, what, I'm, what I've am what i been reviewing hasn't been exactly the, uh, the best uh, kind of linear amount of information to give us, but it appears that initial engagement sessions will take place virtually via Microsoft Teams on March 7th and March 19th, both at 1.30 p.m. Uh, so if I'm looking at the calendar correctly here, which I have that pulled up, those are uh, the 7th is a Thursday and the 19th, is a Monday. So, you know, 1.30 in the middle of the day, if that's the only time that, you know, you're able to participate and give your public input, um, you know, not exactly the most uh, easy to access. These government entities like to do that, put them in the middle of the day and then pat themselves on the back for saying they actually did a thing. So we'll uh, we'll take a look a little bit more in this story. We'll have that for you tomorrow, but we'll, we'll also, you know, if you're like, well, I have to, you know, travel or be with my family tomorrow during tomorrow's show and don't want to miss it. We'll put the information over on our Facebook page and our X page as a link to what they're talking about. So you can look it up uh, for yourself as well, or you can catch our show tomorrow where we're going to talk about it more. I'm sure on demand at our website, WMKTTheTalkStation.com. But that is a thing that is happening. It's just breaking news right now. And I know that a lot of people are up in arms about you know, basically the, the state taking away power from townships and counties and other localities, cities. Um, so just want to make you aware of that. And again, we'll be discussing that on more, a little bit more on tomorrow's show. But we, what we do know in local news, the Traverse City Downtown Development Authority approved the proposed mixed-use development on State Street. The project is estimated at over $67.7 million and would include new parking, residential units, and commercial spaces. The project will now go before the city commission for approval, which could be as soon as next month. And it takes some time for new systems and procedures to become more popular, and maybe that's the case here. In uh, Early in-person voting opened on Saturday, and precincts will remain open until next Tuesday. I mean, theoretically through next Tuesday, right? Um, so Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson has reported that 10,000 Michiganders have taken vo- advantage of early voting on Saturday and Sunday. Don't have the numbers for today yet, obviously, but that qualifies for 1.2% of the voting population. So not a ton so far. Um, speaking of voting, I want to hear from you though. What did you do? What will you do? We have a poll, just like the trivia poll over on X. Maybe you saw that when you were voting for the trivia question. Uh, go vote. How literally, how are you participating? How are you vote? Go vote about how you're voting. That's literally, uh, what the, the trivia or the, uh, the poll is, uh, practically, uh, your options are, are you voting absentee? A lot of people are voting absentee. 1.3 million ballots were sent out. Uh, according to Jocelyn Benson, uh, just a couple of weeks ago. So lots of, and that was, uh, I think that's 15% of the voting population, if I do my math correctly. Early in person, that's another option, which you, again, only 1.2% have been doing that so far. Are you voting on election day? Very likely that most of us are. Or are you just not voting this time around? That's also an option as well. And so if you want to go vote on the trivia poll at Triple Talk WMKT, right now voting on election day is leading with 50% of the vote. And, um, you can explain your choice in the comments if you wish to. This past Saturday, Lieutenant Governor Garland Gilchrist III visited Grand Traverse Democrats and spoke with phone bank volunteers, talking with them about the importance of reaching voters ahead of the primary and general elections. Gilchrist and 103rd State Rep Democrat from Traverse City, Betsy Kofia, spoke at the 2024 winter rally. 
Traverse City Police revived an unconscious driver Friday night. Officers were dispatched to the area of Woodmere Avenue and Baldwin Street for a report of a car stopped in the middle of the road. Police found a 35-year-old man slumped over in the car with the vehicle still in drive. Signs of a drug overdose. Officers found empty syringes in a console. Tried to wake the driver, but again, didn't respond, showing signs of the, uh, the OD. The driver was given two doc- doses of naloxine and woke up and was alert, but he was arrested and taken to the county jail. The Traverse City Downtown Development Authority Board is named COO Harry Burkholder as the new interim CEO, effective March 6, after current CEO Gene Dorenzi steps down. Board members also narrowed, narrowed a field of 10 proposals from firms to lead the search process for a new CEO down to two finalists before finally selecting Double Hall Solutions, led by former interim city manager Nate Geinzer. Burkholder has been with the organization since 2019 when the CEO position was created in the 2019-2020 budget. One applicant has already come forward, according to the DDA, and Burkholder also plans to apply for the permanent CEO position. Michigan cable TV companies have lost 190,000 subscribers in the past year, a 13% drop, and they have lost over a million since 2015. And people, as people continue to switch over to streaming services, streaming continues to have the largest share of the market, 35.9%, with cable at 28.2%. As streaming gains popularity, not only have advertisers followed suit, so have politicians, granted their political ads, but several services, including YouTube, Hulu, HBO Max and Paramount Plus are accepting political ads. Netflix and Amazon Prime have said they will not. Not only, though, is the market share more significant uh, in number for these political ads, streaming services also skew younger, and that's who they're looking to looking to get to. Former President Trump made a campaign stop in Michigan this past Saturday. Trump told folks in the crowd that if he wins Michigan, he'll win the election, which is probably true to an extent. Not so much that Michigan is as big of a swing state as it was in the past two elections, but because if he can convince Michigan voters, he can convince other voters, no doubt. Trump continued to try to woo union auto workers despite the union endorsing uh, President Biden. Trump said that while union workers were able to negotiate better terms, wages, and benefits, they are at risk of losing their jobs due to electric vehicle mandates, automation, and outsourced manufacturing. The Sheboygan City Council has decided to take more time to review the proposed contract with their city manager, Dan Silbalski. The new contract would cover a three-year period from June 1st of this year to June 1st of 2027 and calls for a salary of $105,000 in the first year, $110,000 in the second, $115,000 in the third. Average salary for a city manager in Michigan is just over $112,000, so his average would be just shy of that. Election day is right around the corner, unless you already voted by absentee or early in person, just over one week away, and maybe you've already decided who's getting your primary vote for president, but maybe you haven't decided how you're going to vote for local ballot proposals, and there are plenty of those. Not everyone's going to have one, but some will, so let's get you up to date. Plenty of them to review. The Alpena Public Schools Operating Millage, Shall the currently authorized millage rate limitation on the amount of taxes, which may be uh, assessed against all property except principal residents and other property exempted by law in Alpena Public Schools, Alpena and Presqu'ile counties, will be renewed by 17.7769 mills, which is around $17.77 on each $1,000 of taxable value for a period of six years, and then it will be increased by $0.22 cents on $1,000 of taxable, taxable evaluation for six years after that. A Hillman Community Schools operating millage shall the, shall the currently authorized millage rate limitation of, I'm just going to give you the dollar amounts for these, $18.39 for each $1,000 of taxable, value, taxable valuation on the amount of taxes which may be assessed against all property except principal residents and other property exempted by law in Hillman Community Schools, Mount Morency, Alpena, and Presqu'ile counties, renewed for a period of four years. There's a Beaver Island Community School operating millage proposal. The total operating millage levied will not exceed 15.79 mills in any year. Shall the author- currently authorized millage rate limitation on the amount of taxes, which may be assessed against all properties in Beaver Island Community School, Charlevoix County, be renewed by on each $1,000 of taxable valuation for three years and then be increased by just over 40 cents 
on each $1,000 of taxable value for a period of three years as well. Boyne Falls Public School Bond Proposal. Shall Boyne Falls Public School, Charlevoix, and Antrim Counties borrow the sum to not exceed $11,950,000 and issue its general obligation unlimited tax bonds, therefore, for the purpose of erecting, furnishing, and equipping additions to and remodeling, furnishing and refurnishing, and equipping and re-equipping the school building, and preparing, developing, improving, and equipping the site. The millage would start at 2.7 mills, which is $2.70 on each $1,000. A library millage in Chippewa County shall the Superior District Library Counties of Chippewa and Mackinac be authorized to levy annually an amount to not exceed just shy of a dollar for each $1,000 of taxable value, of which 49 or 0.4976 mil is a renewal of the millage rate that expires on 2024 and then 0.5 mills in a new additional millage against all taxable property within the Superior District Library for a period of 10 years. They have a, the same millage request as that one in Mackinac County as well. A fire station bond proposal in Bear Creek Township shall the Township of Bear Creek in Emmett County borrow the principal sum of not to exceed $4,100,000 and issue its unlimited tax, ge- or ta- yeah, tax general obligation bonds in one or more series payable in to not exceed 20 years from the date of issue to pay all or part of the cost of acquiring, construction, furnishing, and equipping a new fire station, including all site improvements, apparatuses, and attachments. If approved, the estimated millage to be levied in 2024 is 0.51 mills, around 52 cents per $1,000. A career and tech education proposal in Kalkaska County shall core intermediate school district Come under Section 681 of 690 of the Revised School Code as amended and established an area career and technical education program, which is designed to encourage the operation of area career and technical education programs. This would be for one mil, one dollar for one every thousand dollars of taxable valuation for 10 years. There is a proposal, the same one on the ballot in Otsego County and Ross Common County. Also in Ross Common County, the Ross Common County Spongy Moss Suppression Program Services Millage Proposal. This would be a general ad valorum taxes within the county of Ross Common imposed under Article 9, Section Section 6 of the Michigan Constitution, increased by point or quarter of a mil, 25 cents per $1,000 taxable value. That would be for four years. Those are your proposals, and that is your local news update. We are going to take a quick break when we return. Governor Whitmer is looking to have some people stay with you in your house. Who? Find out. Coming out. Coming up after these messages. You're listening to WMKT's Talk of the North on 1023 and 1033 FM, 1270 AM, Triple Talk, WMKT. I'm Tom Rigotti. Many Russians are still mourning the death of opposition leader Alexei Navalny. Fox's Benjamin Hall reports. He was the one man who stood up for democracy in Russia, who said that maybe that country could veer towards change. Many people, though, now fear that perhaps with his death, the chances of that are diminishing as well. Navalny's widow says Russian leader Vladimir Putin is responsible for his death. The Kremlin says he collapsed and died while on a walk in prison. The Biden administration is pumping the brakes on its electric vehicle push. The original plan by the EPA was to make 67% of new car sales electric vehicles by 2032. Last year, just over 7% of new car sales were EVs. So they were hoping for a 60% jump in less than a decade. Now, apparently, the administration admits that might be too ambitious. That's Fox's Hillary Vaughn reporting. America's listening to Fox News. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now, 
That's 800-649-8619. Resetting your password. Unsubscribing from emails. Printing anything. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with an auto owner's insurance independent agent, getting the right coverage for your business doesn't have to be one of them. So you can get back to more important things like learning how that printer works. That's simple human sense. Ask Cortez Flint Insurance and Financial Services with offices in Petoskey, East Jordan, Boyne City, Gaylord, and now Traverse City and see if auto owners make sense for you. Triple Talk, WMKT weather forecast. Forecast for the rest of today, mostly sunny skies. Expect a high right around 35. Still a slight chance of a passing flurry. Partly cloudy tonight, 17 for the low. Sunshine for Tuesday, highs tomorrow near 41. Wednesday, chance of rain in the afternoon, 42 for the high. Thursday, clouds, highs of 40. Friday, chance of snow showers and a high of 30. That's your forecast on Triple Talk, WMKT. Now, back to WMKT's Talk of the North with Nick Rudy on 1023 and 1033 FM, 1270 AM, WMKT, and streaming statewide at WMKTTheTalkStation.com. Welcome back to WMKT's Talk of the North on 1023 and 1033 FM, 1270 AM, Triple Talk, WMKT, streaming online at WMKTTheTalkStation.com. I'm about to pull a Putin here and preamble a response to his story with a look at history. Mr. President, why did you, uh, why did you invade Ukraine? Well, you see, Mr. Carlson, back when the Earth was undergoing its cooling phase, No, jokes aside, have you ever wondered why quartering soldiers is banned in the U.S. Constitution? Never seemed to be an issue because uh, it's never been here. No one's ever really argued about that because they they took care of that real quick in the amendments, Third Amendment. That amendment is a response to the Quartering Act passed by the Parliament of Great Britain during the buildup to the American Revolutionary War which had allowed the British Army to lodge soldiers in public buildings or, you know, your homes. The amendment is just one of the least controversial of the Constitution and is rarely, rarely litigated with criminal justice writer Radley Balco calling it the runt piglet of the U.S. Constitution. Today, it's never been the primary basis of a uh, Supreme Court decision, which is kind of the basis for, and does it actually, you know, is it really important in our everyday life? And no, it's really not. And while this is specifically targeting soldiers, it speaks to the greater desire of Americans, you know, love of property rights. I will do with my property as I see fit and will say who can or cannot come and go or stay here. No one welcome guests, including especially dirty and rough soldiers. So why am I talking about the least controversial amendment in our Constitution? Because here in Michigan... We're kind of seeing the stirrings of something similar. Now, granted, it is not required yet, but also I mentioned the quartering of soldiers because people want to feel comfortable in their own home. They want to feel comfortable in their own communities, and they don't want a bunch of soldiers tramping around, creating messes everywhere they go. So Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer's Office of Global Michigan is looking for resident volunteers to house illegal aliens in their homes and integrate them into society. Well, that's a bit of a jaw-dropper, is it not? And yes, the the housing of of illegal immigrants is, is the main point of the story, which we will get to. But before hearing that little sentence there, did any of us know we had an office of Global Michigan? I mean, first, it sounds like someone, like... That was coming up with a title, had a stroke when they were trying to come up with it. It sounds so strange. And also, just judging by the title, sometimes you can you can judge by the title of something that is just going to be bad. But, because, you know, you hear Office of Global Michigan, that's all you really need to know. But what it's, what it's all about is, in alignment with this overarching goal, our office takes the lead in advancing equity and inclusion initiatives throughout the state, including spearheading programs for the seamless integration 
of newcomers. Global Michigan's dedicated teams are focused on empowering immigrant, refugee, and underrepresented and marginalized communities across the state to achieve their highest potential. Our aim is to contribute meaningfully to a, a Michigan that embraces diversity and actively promotes in, inclusivity, ensuring that opportunities for growth and prosperity are open to all. It's basically the DEI office. And the reason I was laughing is because I already know the story, obviously, and there's something in here that's ex especially hilarious to me, which you'll get to in a second, uh, saying that to achieve to their highest potential, please remember that because it's going to make something that I say later on in this show 20 times funnier than it already is. That's their goal, to help them achieve their highest potential. According to the State of Michigan website, they have this, this global Michigan thing. Uh, they have an equity and inclusion team and a refugee services team. Now, in a very tightly defined way, could a refugee service be okay in our state? Sure. Some people are genuine refugees and choose Michigan, so we should have some people looking after them. If Alexei Navalny was coming and wanted to stay in Michigan, that would be a great, you know, use of our time for someone like him. Um, you know, someone's fleeing North Korea. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but we have spoken about how re the refugee system is abused in this country and the cost that we are paying in the state because of that. By the way, the Office of Global Michigan has numerous partners here in Michigan, not going to name all of them, but the ones you'll recognize, Central Michigan University, Ferris State University, Flinton, Genesee Chamber of Commerce, Grand Valley State University, Oakland County, Traverse City Chamber of Commerce, the only non-specific like, spe to race Chamber of Commerce or ethnicity or anything, Chamber of Commerce outside of the one I just mentioned, Wayne State University, and that's, again, all the ones that we would recognize. So anyway, ABC 12 reports Whitmer's administration is seeking volunteers to do several tasks, include meeting the person or family at the airport, helping find housing, enroll children in school, and help with finding employment for adults. So be their parent, basically. Um, now, there is a difference in word choice that a couple of reports on this story use. So the mainstream media calls these folks refugees, while right-leaning outlets call them illegal immigrants. So there's distinction one. And like I said, of course, there are genuine refugees that come to Michigan. Every year, I'm sure there are some genuine refugees that come to Michigan. If a Michigan couple wants to volunteer to help someone again who's fleeing North Korea, you know, God bless all involved. I would be fleeing North Korea and coming to Michigan if I were in that situation. Trust me on that. But of course, there are numerous criminals who are not facing political pro prosecution who take advantage of our immigration system all the time. And do we have proof of who these people are? The Michigan Department of, uh, yeah, I mean, actually, I mean, just further thoughts on that. I know several families who are host families for exchange students. They know the students' stories. Does the volunteer family or even the state know where these people are coming from? I doubt that. So the Michigan Department of Labor and Economic Development says residents who participate must make a 90-day commitment to apparently meet every migrant need Programs like the Welcome Corps advance the Office of Global Michigan's mission to make Michigan the home for opportunity for our immigrant, refugee, and ethnic communities, Poppy Hernandez, Global Michigan Director and Michigan's Chief Equity and Inclusion Officer, said in a statement. Expanded refugee settlement, resettlement rather, pathways empower more Michiganders to support our state's growing refugee population and building more welcoming and inclusive Michigan for all. So we really have no clue who these people are in most cases. If we had a strong border and strong immigration policy, maybe a system like this would be fine. But when we have millions of illegals slipping through the wide open cracks, how can we be sure of our safety? And who are we endorsing into releasing into our interior? And for those who say, well, I'm sure there are a few folks who, while are not genuine refugees seeking political asylum, they're harmless. Well, allow me to share why I think this program is still horrible even if you are the most well-intentioned person with all of the excuses possible for their horrible border policies. Let me still explain to you why this is not great of a program. So this is uh, another uh, ABC article. In a similar program, a Boston woman took in a Haitian family and scored her own personal chef in the deal. I kid you not. That is exactly verbatim what was in the article. A Boston woman took in a Haitian family and scored her own personal chef in the deal. These people, the mainstream media, is promoting this story, saying like, hey, this is a great program. They're, they're phrasing it in super positive ways. Score your own personal chef. Lisa 
Hillbrand welcome the family into her apartment and they do chores and cooking. It's a delight and it's really fun having them, Hillbrand told NBC10. When I realize is there's so much prejudice against refugees, mostly because people don't know them. It's a delight and it's really fun having them do all of my housework. Of course, according to NBC10, Hillbrand says she feels like she has her own personal chef. Oh, okay. So these leftist folks who just want to pat themselves on the back, they're just grabbing a few of these people, criminal or harmless or otherwise, just so they can do manual labor for them. Make me dinner and then go weed the garden while I watch Family Feud. How charitable of you. By the way, remember I told you to remember that thing about having them uh, give them the best opportunity possible? What is that? Cooking you Chef Borardi in the microwave? That's the height of Americana for these people. That is true. <laughs> so sad. It's hilarious and also actually like quite dehumanizing too at the same time. It's just like Nancy Pelosi said back in 2022. Maybe you remember this when she was arguing for the continued lax immigration policy. This is from the New York Post. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi caused outrage Friday when she attempted to justify waves illegal of illegal migration to the U.S. by claiming Florida farmers need the new arrivals to pick the crops down there. Who's who's gonna who's gonna pick the crops? Who's gonna make my uh, who's gonna pick the potatoes for my McDonald's French fries if we don't allow these people across the border? Who's, uh, if we stop with illegal immigration, who is going to clean the toilets at the Hampton Inn? It's ridiculous. It's the, uh, it's the Democrats completely shielded racism at the, uh, which I don't think most Democrats are, but I, I genuinely do think these old fuddy-duddy Democrats in, in power, it's mostly the people in power actually genuinely are a bit bigoted, and we see these in these policies Score your own personal chef. Let them come so they can all, you know, flock to the fields. See, the left's whole immigration policy is terrible no matter how you slice it. They allow for wide open borders, which allows criminals to come across in mass. They want these people here because they generally vote for the left. And those who aren't criminals, they want them just to be there to cook and clean. They want them to do things that they're not willing to do and then keep them in power. It's, it's, a, it's a lose-lose situation for everyone involved. American citizens and the folks who are actually coming across the border. The only people that it serves is the elites. All the left wants is to get a bunch of cheap labor while they maintain their elite status and elite jobs and power and give these folks a bunch of free cheap stuff so they can feel good about themselves. It's all just very, very gross and slimy. See, the border is a fairly straightforward issue to solve. It's not easy, but it's simple. Not a single illegal immigrant across allow plenty of access to our legal immigration system, and for those who prove they want to live here to better themselves, contribute, and integrate into our society, they don't need to be relegated to serving as Garland Gilchrist's maid. That way, our citizens feel safe because we know who's entering our country, and the immigrants actually have opportunities to do what they want instead of working at a, you know, 7-Eleven. And the Whitmer administration, if you're so gung-ho on letting suspect folks into our state, instead of asking us to deal with all of your horrible policies, why don't you sign up for all these programs? Why don't you be the first ones? Whitmer, where are you? I'm sure you have bigger houses than the rest of us, so feel free to take them. And just hopefully, the only thing, I, I hope that you're going to let them do more than just cook and clean for you if you do decide to do that. That is what Governor Whitmer is asking of you and I. How's them? Um, have chores for them to do and they will come. It's like some creepy version of a uh, field of dreams or something like that. But we're going to take a quick break. When we return, we'll wrap up today's show with WMKT's Market Watch. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to WMKT's Talk of the North on 1023 and 1033 FM, 1270 AM, Triple Talk, WMKT. <laughs> Saginaw Bay Walleye, what's in store? Next in today's All Outdoors Update. Hey, hey, come out and play somewhere green. On a sunny day we can run and shout hooray. It's more fun than I can say. Hey, 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 come out and play. Here in 
Michigan, just about any day is a great day to come out and play. A reminder from the folks at M-Parks, the Michigan Recreation and Park Association. Charter Captain Ken Hillard keeps his focus on walleye in Saginaw Bay, April through November. Ken telling us the future looks awesome after another big year on the bay. I'll bet the average fish, just average, was 20 to 22 inches. That's a great walleye. I mean, that is an absolute great walleye. Recent walleye regulation changes, including opening up the Saginaw River year-round, haven't hurt things one bit. On my boat... We don't keep anything 13 inches. We throw them back, legal or not, we throw them back. We get up in that 14 and a half, 15s, we, we like that, anything up from that. But we, we don't keep 13s, we throw them back. The bay continues to amaze anglers who know where and how to target walleye. Tomorrow, we'll tell you about a new grassroots fishing show coming up in Saginaw that Captain Hillard is coordinating. I'm Jim Mishler. Let me tell you a story about Bill. Bill was a normal guy in his 50s. He had back surgery about two years ago. Bill was in a lot of pain. He dealt with his pain by taking the Percocets his doctor prescribed for him. Bill took more and more and more of them to help with the pain until one day the prescriptions weren't enough to get rid of Bill's pain. Then one day Bill found someone to help him get rid of the pain with illegal drugs he didn't need a prescription for. Fast forward to today. Bill lost his job and his family. The only thing he does have is his drug dealer. If you know Bill's story and you don't want to end up like Bill, call the Detox and Treatment Helpline right now to get away and get treatment. 800-210-7907. That's 800-210-7907. UMKT's Talk of the North with Nick Rudy right now on Northern Michigan's home for news and opinion, Triple Talk, WMKT. Welcome back to WMKT's Talk of the North on 1023 and 1033 FM, 1270 AM, Triple Talk, WMKT, where it is time for WMKT's Market Watch. The Dow Jones fell 145 points today, ending at 38,627. The NASDAQ fell 130 points, ending at 15,775. The S&P 500 fell 24 points, ending at 5,005 points. Domino's Pizza fell $2.87 per share. They are at $421.85. Lear Corp fell $1.43 ending at $136.30. And finally, Whirlpool Corporation fell $1.64, ending the day at $108.16. That has been WMKT's Market Watch. As you see, not super bad. Would be nice to be in the green again. They haven't been doing super great recently, but we'll see what tomorrow brings. But for now, that has been the end of our show as we're running out of time. We'll be back tomorrow with more of the news you need to know. You are listening to WMKT's Talk of the North on 1023 and 1033 FM, 1270 AM, Triple Talk, WMKT. Have a good night. <laughs>